The world is ever changing and sometimes we just need a helping hand. Hey, it's one more about the Rama. New apps here, new tech there, it's all very exciting. But it's nice to have something you can count on. Like insurance from State Farm. ¿Tienes preguntas sobre tu seguro? Con State Farm puedes llamar a tu agente o conectar con ellos. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Amen. Lift your Bibles up. Say, this is my Bible. I choose to receive this word with my spirit over my mind. If I receive this word with my mind only, this word will be dead to me. I don't want death. I want life in Jesus' name. Stay standing. Flip open to this scripture. Flip over to James chapter 1. Flip open to James chapter number 1. When you have it, say amen. Again, we want to welcome our Christian.tv streaming audience, 8 million people across the world. Welcome to Urban Word Church International here in Denver, Colorado. We are excited that you are watching us today. Somebody shout amen for that. James chapter 1, verse 2. Are you there? Are you there? My brethren, count it all joy. Look at somebody say joy. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. Watch this. That you may be perfect. Watch this. That you may be mature. That you may be whole and complete, lacking nothing. Somebody say, I lack nothing. Father, I ask that you speak through me today, Father, as I minister your word. I decrease that you might increase. I don't want anybody to see me. I want them to see you, God. We open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let the word penetrate our hearts and minister to our spirits. And your sons, then we pray. Somebody shout out amen. You may be seated. And just look at somebody while you're taking your seat and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm going to pass this test. Uh, let's look at somebody else and say, neighbor. I don't, I don't even know what you come here to do, but I come to pass this test. Listen, I, 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 let me just first check the house and make sure I'm in the right church. Is there anybody right now that you got some tests or you got some issues going on in your life right now? Okay, wave at me. Anybody you wondering why it's taking so long? Wave at me. Wave at me. Anybody you wondering, God, when are you going to show up? Wave at me. Well, okay, I just need to make sure I'm in the right church today. Understand this, people of God. Before you progress to the next level in your life, or in school, rather, you must prove that you have the ability to go to that next level. You know, a lot of us pray, Lord, I'm ready for the next level. Lord, I'm ready to go to the next level. Lord, I'm ready to move to the next place. And we got to understand, people of God, that before the school's going to let you go to the fifth grade, you got to prove that you you could pass the fourth. 
Y'all ain't talking. Before, but watch this, watch this. Before you get to go from eighth grade to ninth grade, before you go to middle school to high school, you got to be able to prove that you were able to do the things that you were able, uh, needed to do in middle school. You understand that? And one of the ways that they do that is they give you what's called a standardized test. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you know about the ACT. Wave at me. You know about the ACT. You know about the, uh, the SAT. Uh-huh. And in Colorado, we got this thing called a CSAP. Look at somebody say CSAP. Watch this. Understand this. Understand this. What happens is, is that those are standardized tests that prove whether or not you've got the ability to operate at a level greater than where you're at. Now, I believe I'm talking to some people that know God's called them to greater than where they're at right now in their lives. I believe I'm talking to some people that understand that they haven't arrived anywhere. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You haven't arrived. The Bible says we're, we're on a journey. We're on a journey to this place called destiny. Now, understand this. When you are doing more specific things in college, they'll give you a test. Uh, they have one for, um, for uh, medical school. It's called the MCAT. Somebody say MCAT. And then if you want to go to law school, because, you know, remember when you were a kid, the, things you, the two things you wanted to do is you wanted to be a, and a, okay, now I can get y'all to say something right there. I can't get y'all to say that now. So understand that for those two tests, to be a doctor, to go into med school, you have to pass the MCAT. And if you want to go into law school, you got to pass the LSAT. Now understand this. You've got to pass the test in order to prove that you're qualified for the next level. Are y'all with me? Please understand this. Please understand this. Now, I've been announcing and I've been talking about the last few weeks about how God was shifting uh, your season and how God was saying how many people you believe that God's shifting your season. But understand this. Before you can move to the next level of glory, Scripture teaches us we move from glory to glory, from level to level. Before you can move to the next level of glory, you got to test out first. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. I know I'm right about it. Before you're able to move on to the next level in life, you got to test out to prove that you're able to go to that next level. And I'm here to announce to somebody, you've been praying, God, why is it taking so long? God, what's going on in my life? And I'm here to make an announcement to you that when you're taking a test, the teacher don't talk. Y'all ain't got to talk to me today. Preach, Bishop. I'm going to just help myself. Understand this. You got to rely on the notes that you took while you were in the wilderness, while you were studying, in order to be able to pass the test. That's why it's important to go to church. That's why it's important to buy the CDs. That's why it's important to get the word in your life, because you're trying to take a test with bad information. Y'all, 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 y'all ain't got to care. Understand this. That's why it's important, people of God, that you connect yourself to a family of faith. That's why it's important that you connect yourself to an anointing. I teach you all the time. Joining a church can't be about the fact that you like the music or you like the kids. It can't be about that. It's got to be about the fact that you're connected to the anointing that's on the house. Do you understand that? Understand this. Understand this. Life, life, life. You know, I, I was thinking the other day and I said, Lord, help me with this. Life is a lot like Microsoft Windows. Now, how many Windows people, you know how to use Windows, wait a minute. How many people, you don't like Windows, you're an Apple person, wave at me. Oh, amen. We got a pro-Windows congregation. Amen. Now, understand this. Understand this. You know that when, now I need you to go with me. I need you to go to your computer screen. I need you to go to your office. Are you ready? Are you there? If you're there, say, Bishop, I'm there. Now, understand this. When you're on your computer screen, it gives you a little screen, and you got the little blue thing at the bottom. And then at the top of it, in the left-hand corner, it lets you know Microsoft Windows, whatever program you're in. Now, on the right-hand side, are y'all still with me? You got the little minimize bar, and then you got the X. Now, the minimize bar is to put the screen to the what? To the start menu, to that bottom menu. But the X is to do what? 
the clothes out of the window. Now, at the bottom right-hand corner, you've got a button called Next, and you've got a button called Cancel. Now, y'all looking at me like y'all ain't never worked on no computer before. Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? Understand this. Understand this. So, so here's, here's how life works. Here's how life works. When we come to a screen in life, now we're on the screen and we got options. You got the option to minimize, to cancel, or to X out of the screen, to hit next, or to hit cancel. Now, there's a difference between cancel and next, and I need you to stay with me. Understand this. If you try to hit the next button, it's not going to work unless you've completed all of the required information on that screen. You, 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 you didn't get that. So if, if, the, if the information has got a red asterisk by it, means that it's mandatory information, means that it's required information. So if you don't complete the required information, you can hit next, but what is going to pop up? It's going to pop up and say, wait a minute, you ain't done everything on the screen yet. And it ain't going to let you move to the next level. Are y'all with me today? It ain't going to let you move. Now, understand this. The, the next option that you and, and see, understand, let me say this. And that's how a lot of us are in the body of Christ. We're ready to move on to the next level, yet we ain't completed the things on this level that we're trying to do. And so we get frustrated and we get angry at God and we get angry at people when we really need to just stop and fill out the information. <laughs> watch this. The next option you've got is you've got the option to minimize the screen. Now, watch this. These are people that don't want to deal with it. You know people like that. You're in the middle of a, of a heated discussion. You know, that's what they call arguments these days. You know, you're in the middle of a heated discussion. And they say, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. But watch this. I'm talking to your neighbor, not you. They say, I don't want to talk about it right now. So watch this. Here's what they do. They hit minimize. And when they minimize the screen, here's what happens. Is that the screen appears like it's going away. But the screen's really down there at the bottom. And understand this, the moment you click back on it, you're still going to have to complete that same set of information that you tried to get rid of. Are y'all with me? Here's the problem, though. Minimizing the screen can be deceptive because you can think you've dealt with it until you try to turn the computer off. And then it's going to let you know, wait a minute, you still got some open screens. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Understand this. Understand this. Understand this. So, so you can minimize it, but you really didn't get rid of it. And that's people that try to deny that they've got issues. You've met people like that. You try to help them with their issues. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Something's something wrong with you. You know, you got to play 20 questions and walk on eggshells with them. What's wrong with you? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Something's wrong with you. I went to church this morning. I don't know what's wrong with you. Come on, okay, married couples, please talk to me. Don't act, please talk to me. You know the moment sometimes you get in the parking lot after church, you, you know. Okay, all right. I'm going to leave that alone. Now, the next option, the next option is that you can X out the screen. Now, when you X out of the screen, what you're doing is you're getting rid of the screen so you don't get the option to make any further choices. When you hit X, the screen's going to disappear. Are y'all with me? Understand this, understand this. But when you X out, what you are doing is you are denying that an issue is there. Because the moment you click on that software again, you're still going to have to come back up to that same screen. Are y'all with me? Are you with me? Now, now, Xing out is different than canceling. Understand, when you cancel it, what you're doing is you're voiding out your own blessing. Watch this, watch this. Because when you cancel it, it's going to give you an option. It's going to pop up and say, wait a minute, are you sure you want to exit this program? 
Watch this, watch this. So what ends up happening a lot of times is that we're hitting cancel on God because we don't think we can handle the pressure because we don't think we can handle what's going on and we're hitting cancel and we're missing our blessing when it's right around the corner. Are y'all with me today? Understand this, understand this, understand this. The difference between Xing out and canceling is that when you try to cancel, you get the option to stay. Watch this, watch this. God in the garden in Genesis, he says, I set before you good and evil. I set before you death and life. And he says, now choose which one of these you want to get with. Look at somebody and say choose. Look at somebody else and say choose. Understand this, people of God, I'm here to tell you, you can shut the computer down. You can restart the computer. Watch this. You can throw the computer out the window, but you can't fool the system. Watch this. Watch this. After you throw the computer out the window, and see, if you're like me, you may throw it out the window. <laughs> My cell phone was acting up last week, and I said, Lord, I can't take no more of this. And so, <sighs> but thank God for insurance. Somebody say amen. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. So if you're like me, the computer may end up somewhere out in the pavement. But understand this. Understand this. The thing, though, is that when I go back into the computer, even though I went through all of that trouble to stop what I was doing, when I go back and I click that program again, it's still going to say you have to complete this same set of information before you can move on to the next screen. And people of God, I'm here to tell you that before you can move to the next level, you got to pass the test. Somebody say pass the test. What's in you has got to come up out of you. Please understand this. Now, I'm going to give you some points. You need to write this down. Understand, this is what the test you've been in has been about. The first part to the test has been about who is your source. Watch this. God's been trying to get us to understand that he is our only source. You can't call mama, but you can't call big mama for this. You can't call daddy and them for this. You can't call nobody for this. You can't call pookie and them for this. God's been trying to get you to understand that he is your only source. Do you understand what I'm saying? Understand this, in scriptures, God, he volunteered Job. Now, what's interesting about the book of Job, and we're going to look at it in a minute. What's interesting about the book of Job is that Satan, the Satan, the Hasatan, meaning the adversary, he comes and they're in a meeting. All the celestial beings, they call them sons of God. The angels are meeting and they come before God. And then Satan says, I've been walking to and fro on the earth. And then God says, well, Satan, did you consider Job? God volunteered Job. Now, now I, I don't know about you, but, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be volunteered to go through no trouble. <laughs> you, you, you can be churchy if you want to, but I wouldn't want to be volunteered to have to go through hell. I don't want nobody volunteering me to have to lose everything. And you can sit up and try to be religious and say, well, even if I lost everything, please understand, if you lost everything you had in a matter of a few minutes, you, you wouldn't be saying that. You can take a vow of poverty if you want to, but my Bible teaches me he was poor, so I ain't have to be. So you walk how you want to walk, I'll walk how we want to walk. We may end up in the same destination, but I'm going to get there a lot nicer. Watch this, 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 watch this. So God volunteered Job. He said, I know Job. He said, I know I can trust Job. And people of God, I'm here to tell you that some of you, God volunteered you. Y'all ain't got to talk. Understand this. He volunteered you because he knew that he could trust you with trouble. Everybody can't be trusted with trouble. Some people, the moment they get trouble, they're ready to lose their mind. They're about to take their lives. But God says, I know if they go through something, they're going to keep giving me the praise. I know that if they go through something, they're going to keep on praying. Y'all ain't talking. They ain't going to leave church because they're mad because they're going through something. 
Y'all ain't got to talk. Understand this, understand this, understand this. One of the biggest areas that people in the body of Christ deal with is money problems. Understand this, money problems, how many people, and, and wink at me, because I, I know you ain't got to put your business in the street, but how many people, you got some money issues, just wink at me, just give me one good wink. Uh-huh, yeah, I see them. Look at all them eyes moving. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Understand this, money problems are a seed test. Watch this, watch this, watch this. God wants to know if, if, if what you have is reduced, will you continue trusting me with what you got left over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. Well, I, I understand this. Understand this. God wants to know, are you going to continue to look at what you don't have or are you going to open your eyes to what you do have? You know the parable of the talents. The God says, listen, if you don't use that thing that I've given you, I'm going to take what you got and give it to somebody else. People of God, you got to be like Moses sometime. Moses, five times he says, Lord, I don't want to do it. Lord, I don't want to do it. Lord, I don't want to do it. And then, Mo- and then God finally says to Moses, he said, Moses, what's the issue? I wouldn't send you somewhere that I haven't equipped you to go to. And people of God, I'm here to tell you, I don't care how much pressure is going on in your life or what you think you can't do. God says if he's sending you, he's equipped you to go there. Stop talking about you don't have enough education. If God told you to start the business, that's all the education you need. First John says that the anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to teach you all things. Stop waiting on something to change and you be the change. Y'all ain't got to talk to me today, but I know I'm right about it. People of God, understand this. Job chapter 1. Go to Job. Go to Job. Go to Job. Are you there? I want you to go, I want you to go to verse number three. Now, I'm going to skip around Job a little bit. And I'm going to teach you for a little bit. I want to build a foundation right quick. Are you ready? Are you ready? Job one and three. Uh, also, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that the man was greatest in all the people of the east. Now, the Bible says, Job was in the land of Uz. Uh, Uz was a place that was in southwestern or southeastern, uh, no, excuse me, southwestern Israel. It was very close to uh, Egypt, and that's where when Scripture talks about uh, the land of Uz, that's what he's talking about. Now, go down to verse number 5. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. So in other words, Job was doing an offering. He was covering his family with prayer. Are you with me? Six. Now there was a day when the sons of God. Now sons of God, when you see that in scripture, it was referring to angels. It's referring to angelic beings. Now you would have seen that phrase sons of God. You would have also seen that phrase in Genesis chapter six when scripture talks about the sons of God mating uh, with uh, the daughters of men. So sons of God are referring to angels. Uh, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan now uh, came also among them. Now that word Satan is the Hebrew term Hasatan. Now that word, that phrase means the adversary. Understand this, it's almost like he's a prosecutor. <laughs> watch this, watch this. He's a prosecutor. You know, the prosecutor's job is to find all of the negative things. The prosecutor's job is to find everything that ain't right, to find everything that ain't right. You understand? Have you ever had somebody like that in your life that every time you did something, they wanted to point out all the things that you didn't do right? Y'all ain't got to talk. Every time you went left, they went, well, why did you do that? How come you did it like that? People of God, Satan, understand this, his role was to be an accuser. 
That's important. Watch this. His role was not, please understand, people, you know, people get me real, real, real funny. Oh, I'm just fighting the devil. The devil is really fighting me. The devil is beating me up. You know, you talk to them people, super deep spiritual people, you know, oh, the devil's on my chest. Baby, I'm here to tell you that the devil ain't got the power to do none of that. Colossians 2.5 says that he's God, Christ has disarmed the principalities. The devil ain't got no power. The only thing he can do is talk and accuse. Watch this. Look, look, look what he does. Look what happens. Verse 7, and the Lord said to Satan, where, from where do you come from? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. Now I need to point out something to you about the adversary there. Understand that he is not omnipresent. Satan can't be everywhere at one time. That's what gets me about church folk because they always talking about the devil more than they're talking about the God that they serve. But my scripture teaches me that Satan couldn't be everywhere at once because he had to walk to and then he had to walk through. Are y'all with me? Look at verse 8. This is, this is the volunteer part. Then the Lord said, Satan, have you considered, or have you thought about have you looked at my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and sons evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him and his household and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you. That word curse means to bless in a negative way. He will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Look at me. Understand this, people of God. Two things we need to, two things we need to understand in here. Satan makes it seem like Job had an unusual hedge of protection around him that other people didn't. Understand this, though. That's not true. God's not a respecter of persons. So if he gave Job a special protection, he got to give you a special protection. Y'all ain't talking. So if he protected Job in a special way, he got to protect you in a special way. Because if he didn't, that'd make him a respecter of persons. So you got to understand, God ain't just left you out there to die, baby. He's given you a protection. He's given you covering. He's given you some security. Watch this. Watch this. Next point. Next point you got to understand this is that, is that nothing could happen except God permitted it. Satan don't have the power to just do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Parents, you know you got some cheering, and you know your kids ain't got the power to do what they want to do when they want to do it because they live in your kingdom, your house. And if they do got the power to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it, you need to come to the parenting classes next month. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. This, this blows my mind. Satan had to get permission from God in order to do anything to Job. Watch this. Watch this. But so, so, so you would initially think, well, why would God allow that to happen? I thought God loved me. If God loves me and cares about me, how could he possibly let Satan do something to me? Watch this. Because the scripture teaches he chastises those that he loves. Some people wouldn't pray unless they went through nothing. Yeah. Some people wouldn't come to church unless they went through some hell. Y'all ain't got to talk to me. Please understand, it wasn't the good times that made me spiritual. It was the hell that made me spiritual. I didn't pray when everything was going good. 
But I bet you you found me on my knees praying and talking in a new tongue when something was going wrong. Y'all ain't got to understand this. So God would not allow something to happen. Scripture teaches he wouldn't put more on you than you were able to bear. So if God permitted it, he wouldn't permit it to kill you. And I need to announce to somebody, the trouble you've been going through has not been to take you out. The trouble you've been going through has not been to kill you because God wouldn't allow the enemy to kill you. Did y'all understand that? He wouldn't allow the devil to kill you. Understand this. So if he's allowed you to go through the trouble, it must be that you're strong enough to handle it. Touch somebody and say, baby, you're strong enough. Look at him. Say, baby, you're strong enough. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Go to verse number, go to verse number 12. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. It's in your authority. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided them and took away, indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking. So watch this. He just got bad news that all of his servants now have been killed except one. Look at what happens next. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. So watch this. Then he lost all of his sheep and the servants. They gone now. Look at what it says, 17. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone escaped. So he lost his sheep, his servants, and his camels now. Yeah. Have you ever been through going through so much and it seemed like every time you turned around, well, it's like, what next? Watch this. What happens is, is you get an expectation for bad things. You, you didn't hear me. So because Monday and Tuesday were bad, well, we got to make sure we don't do people of God as expect Wednesday to be bad. Understand, are you with me? So look, look, look at what happens. Look at verse 18. It says, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and fell among your children, the young people, and they are dead. And I escaped to tell you, Job lost his servants, his sheep, his camel, and all his children. All in one day. <laughs> look, look at somebody and say, all in one day. Watch this. Watch this. Then, 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 then go to verse 20. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground, and he worshiped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Now, I want to interrupt right there to just say something. People have been quoting this scripture, and they've quoted inappropriately this scripture. The same God that gives cannot be the same God that takes. Job spoke that, but he spoke that from anger. Watch this, watch this, watch this. That's why the Lord has to use Satan, because the same God that gives cannot be a God that takes. Understand this. So that was the purpose of the adversary. The adversary was a being operating as a prosecutor for God. You understand that? So don't get caught up in the thing, well, the Lord gave it to me, the Lord takes away. And, you know, at funerals, people say that the Lord giveth, the Lord takes. That ain't what that, Job said that. You mean to tell me, Lord, God going to give them life and then going to take their life? That ain't how he works. That's sadistic. I'm here to tell you, God ain't sadistic. Y'all ain't got to talk. 
Watch this, 22. And all of this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Now listen, that's the first day. Watch this. Watch this. That's Monday. He lost his servants, his sheep, his camel, and all his kids in one day. Day two. Chapter 2, verse 1. And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? And he answers with his famous answer, I've been walking back and forth on the earth. Three, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered Job? No, wait a minute, God. You, you, you'd already volunteered him, and he didn't lost all the stuff he owned. Look at, what jo- look at what God does. Understand this, people of God. God is righteous in his purpose. God never does anything without a purpose. So y'all with me? I'm almost done. God never does anything without a purpose. God wouldn't allow you to go through tribulation and go through hell if he didn't have a specific purpose for it. Do you understand that? Watch this, watch this, watch this. Look what it says. Have you considered Job that there is none like him in the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and sons evil? And still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold. Everything he's got is in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took himself a pot sheared to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Understand, Job had went through so much trouble, y'all. Watch this. That he was cutting himself. Watch this. And maybe, maybe you know somebody, maybe that's you, where you went through so much pain, you thought the only way out was to take your own life. Y'all ain't got to talk, but I know I'm right about it. Joe went through so much pain, he lost everything except that crazy wife. Watch this. Watch this. That's why you got to watch who you let talk to you. Please understand, if you're single and you're dating, you better make sure you're dating somebody that can encourage you. And then when you're going through something, they're going to lift you up and they're going to pray for you. And they're going to let you know everything's going to be all right. Because if they can't encourage you before the marriage, I'm here to tell you, baby, ain't nothing going to happen afterwards. Look at it. Look at it. So Job, he's mad. He's cutting himself. He's sitting in the midst of ashes. Job is looking at his life and he's saying, God, I've left everything. Nothing is left of my life. I'm sitting on ashes and ashes is all I've got left. You know, it's a bad day when the only thing you got left is the ashes from what you did have. Okay, y'all ain't got to talk. I know I'm right. Look at what he says. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Look at what his wife says. Why don't you just curse God and die? But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God only and not accept adversity? And all of this Job did not sin with his lips. Understand this, people of God. Bad things happening to you don't mean bad things. Bad things that happen to us in life doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It don't mean that you did something wrong. It could mean that you've been doing everything right. God would not permit for you to lose everything that you got unless he had a purpose for it. 
You, you, you don't understand that. He wouldn't permit for your, all of your friends to turn their back on you. He wouldn't permit for your spouse to leave you. He wouldn't permit for that to happen unless he had something greater. Somebody say something greater. Now, 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 now look at verse 11. Now, when Job's three friends heard of all this adversity, they came upon him. Each one came from his own place, Eliphaz, Timonite, Bildad, the Shuite, Zophar, the Namathite. For they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him and comfort with him. So in other words, his friends had a meeting about him. Look what the scripture says. They made an appointment. Are y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? They made an appointment. So that means they talked before they went to go see Job. See, that's why you got to watch out. You can't let everybody be close to you. Because some people, they will get close to you. And what they will do is they will distract you from the purpose of God. Understand, Job's friends had a meeting before they came to meet with him. My question is, what did they need to talk about without Job there? Okay, yeah, Y'all know you've had people in your life that they had a meeting about you. Watch this. And here's what they met about. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, I don't have time to go into it. But they met about Job saying, Job must have been in sin for all this to happen. <laughs> right. Job's friends are like religious folks. Oh, they going through right now. They must have did something wrong. Y'all know religious folk. They're going through trouble right now. They must have did something wrong. Look at verse number 12. And when they raised their eyes from afar and did not recognize him, he lifted, uh, they lifted their voices and wept. And each one tore his robe and sprinkled dust on his head toward heaven. Understand, the Bible says that Job was so messed up that his own close best friends didn't even recognize him. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 13. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. Watch this. And no one spoke a word to him. For they saw that his grief was very great. I don't know about you, but have you ever gone through something so intense and so life-changing that you couldn't even say nothing to nobody? You walking around on your job and just smiling and acting like everything's all right, but inside you got so much going on that you can't even tell nobody about it. Joe sat with his friends for seven days and seven nights and couldn't say nothing. That's a long time to sit, and you know he didn't take no shower. So he's sitting up, ain't talking and stinking. Are y'all with me? Understand this, understand this. The second part of the test that we face, people of God. Now, I told you the first part of the test was to, was to understand that we were moving to the next level, to understand that we were ready to move to the next level. The second part of the test is to stop your praise and to stop your worship. After Job went through that day, that first day of tribulation, if you look there at verse number 20, then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground, and he worshiped. Job's response to trouble was not response. His response to trouble was worship. People of God, when we respond to trouble and we try to make decisions before we worship, we're going to make bad decisions. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. Understand this. Why? Because God speaks to us during worship. I don't know about you, but the times that I've changed in my life have been the times that I've worshipped God. Do you understand? Association brings about Assimilation, the more you're around something, the more you become like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Understand, God takes the throne when we praise and when we worship him. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Understand this. How many people know that God is a king? Wait a minute. You know, God. Listen, if God is a king, then you got to understand how kingdoms work. 
The way kingdoms work is that the king doesn't sit on the throne all day. (laughs) Are y'all going to go with me or y'all just want me to holler and scream at you? Watch this. God does not sit on the throne all day. Kings only sit on the throne when they were getting ready to make decisions about the kingdom. You've seen the movies where they bring in the court gestures and they present themselves before the king. Understand this, that kings only make decisions when they're on the throne. Understand that God only takes the throne in your life when you praise him and when you worship him because he inhabits the praises of his people. So we're praying a lot of the times and not seeing answers because we're just praying and not worshiping. And God is saying, I can't make a decision because you've not yet put me on the throne. Y'all didn't get that. He's always king, but the question is, is he your king? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Understand this. God changes us through worship. People of God, our first response to trouble must be worship. David, when they were attacked and they had the battle and they were dealing with Ziglag and all the women were taken and everything was taken and their children were gone. David, the first thing David did was he got his ephod and the Bible says that he prayed and that he worshiped because when he did that, he got instructions. Watch this, watch this. When you respond to trouble and you make decisions before you worship, you'll make decisions with bad information because you don't even know who sent the trouble. Y'all ain't talking. And so what does the people of God do? We'll go and we start buying the devils. I bind this. I loose this. I bind this. Come out. And it wasn't even Satan that did it. But because we didn't worship to find out who said it, and because we didn't worship to find out where it's coming from, we fight battles with bad information. Y'all ain't got to talk to me today. Understand this today. Understand this today. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, you familiar with the story? King Jehoshaphat, the people of the Ammonites, people from Mount Seir, uh, they're coming against the people of God. And there was one more group, the Moabites. They were coming against the kingdom of Judah. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. Now, Judah means praise. Judah means, come on class, Judah means praise. Now, the people of Ammon and the Moabites and the people from Mount Seir are coming against Judah and they're getting ready to attack, attack Judah. I'm almost done. And so what happens is, is Jehoshaphat says, well, Lord, what are we going to do? Then the Lord speaks to Jehoshaphat and says, Jehoshaphat, you need, to, you, you, you need to get before me. And so Jehoshaphat calls a fast. And when Jehoshaphat calls a fast, the Bible says that one of the sons of Asaph got up and he prophesied and said, you won't have to fight this battle. Just position yourself. And God's going to fight for you. Now, here's what you don't know about that scripture. Asaph was the chief Levite when David was king. Asaph, are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Asaph was the, uh, was the chief of the musicians. So a son of Asaph meant he was a musician. Are y'all still with me? Understand this. That's why it's so important, the music that we listen to. Because when the Bible says that the son of Asaph, he prophesied. People, people of God understand, especially those of you with musical talents and musical giftings, you're just not singing and you're just not playing. You are prophesying. Y- y'all, y'all didn't get that. All right, time to go to the Second Chronicles. Look at the story. That's why it's important. You know, you say, oh, I wasn't listening to, the, I wasn't listening to the, uh, the words. I was listening to the beat. Understand that the beat is where the spirit is. 
Y'all ain't got to talk to me. What you trying to say, Bishop? If I listen to 1075, I'm wrong. I'm saying that you're being prophesied to. I ain't saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is, is do you want good prophecies or bad prophecies? Because I'll shoot you in your chest. I'll wax you. I don't want that prophesying to me. Y'all ain't said drop it like a side. I don't want that prophesying to me. I want you to I want you to leave it cold. I don't want it hot. I leave it cold. That's too hot for me. I don't like the heat. You, you understand what I'm saying? Watch this, people of God. Musicians, they're prophesying when they play. That's one of the reasons why the Lord's got me on the keyboards and stuff right now, because he doesn't trust anybody else to prophesy spiritually yet. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Understand this. Now, the people that came against the children of Judah, the people of Judah, the people that came against them, one of the group's name were the people from Mount Seir. Now, what you don't know is that Mount Seir was the mountain that the children of Israel marched around for 40 years. Watch this. So what was really coming against them was their past failures and past mistakes. Have you ever tried to move forward in your life and then somebody ran a background check? Y'all ain't got to talk to me. I wish this mic wasn't attached so I could come down there because y'all acting churchy. I ain't talking about a literal background check. They just called your ex-girlfriend and found out what the real deal was. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, they called your last landlord to see if you paid rent on time. You, you understand what I'm saying? What happened was is the people from Mount Seir came against Judah to try to throw up their past mistakes and their past failures at them. And that's how you know that the attack ain't from God. Because anytime somebody's coming to throw your past in your face, that ain't from God. And the children, the, uh, the people of Judah, the first thing they responded, you can look there, Second Chronicles 20 and 20. First thing they did is he said, believe in God and you shall be established. Believe as prophets and you shall prosper. Very next verse says, and when they began to sing, watch this, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. Understand, they didn't ask questions first. They worshiped first because when they worshiped first, they got the answers that they needed. Are y'all getting that today? Understand this, people of God, that's what the test is about. It's about trying to stop your worship because if it can stop your worship, it can stop you from moving to the next level in your life. Somebody shout out amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The third part of the test, third part of the test, and, and right through that last part of the test, that would have been a good place to shout. See, I, I got to teach y'all when to shout. So, so watch this, watch this. If we worship, we get the answers that we need. That's a good place to shout right there. That's a good place to worship right there. Y'all ready for the next point? Number three, the third part of the test is getting in position. Can you really handle the blessing? <laughs> Watch this. If you got children, you, you maybe have said this before. You've said, man, you know, little Jimmy was acting real good until he got that friend. And that friend of his really just is messing him up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Watch this. The law of attraction states that you attract things that are in you. Watch this. Single ladies, stop talking about you always attract dogs. The law of attraction states that you're only attracting what's in you. Ooh, this ain't going to get no running and shouting. So if you're only attracting dogs, maybe. 
It's a little bit of dog up in you. Dogs don't like cats. Y'all ain't got to talk. Y'all ain't got to talk. Understand this. Understand this. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to get you to understand this. Your kids hang around. If you want to know what kind of kid you got, look at their friends. The law of attraction states that you only attract things that are like you. People say opposites attract. That, that ain't what the law of attraction says. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, you may have different qualities than the people uh, that you're attracted to, but they're only attracted to you because there's something in you that attracted them. Do you understand that? Watch this, watch this. You say, Bishop, no, I ain't never heard that before. If you go to the book of James, the Bible says, let no man say that he's tempted by the Lord because he's only tempted by what's in him. See, watch this, watch this. Some people may struggle with pornography, and I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to just make it plain. Some people may struggle with pornography, and they struggle with that because that's in them. Some people may struggle with sex addiction, not because they're bad people, but because that's what's in them. Do you understand that? So the law of attraction states that whatever is around you, you attracted it to you. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all are gonna say this. So, Bishop, what does this have to do with Job? Job said in Job three twenty five, the thing that I feared the most came upon me. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Bishop, what you trying to say? I'm trying to say that Job attracted some of the mess he went through. <laughs> you ain't never heard that before. Watch this. Watch this. Job says, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. Understand this, people of God, that the third part of the test has got to get you in position to move to the next level. Job went through a lot of what he went through because he was fearful of it. And because he was fearful of it, he attracted it. You ever met somebody that, that, that's always afraid of, 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 of doing something? You ever met somebody that's always afraid? They're always afraid of, of, making, a, 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 of making a commitment. Wave at me if you ever met somebody afraid of making a commitment. Wait. How many of y'all are the ones that's afraid of making a commitment? Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But they always find themselves in positions where they got to make a commitment. You ever met people afraid of getting sick? They always find themselves sick. Y'all ain't talking to me. Have you ever met people that are afraid of falling? Because they're so afraid of falling, they're tripping over themselves. Are y'all with me? Are you getting it? Understand this. Job, the law of attraction states that Job attracted that. Watch this. Why? Because he was scared. Tell somebody say, neighbor, don't be scared. Understand this, people of God. We've got to deal with things at this level so they don't come back to bite us at the next level. You understand that? It's just like a, a political campaign. If you know you're going to run for office, they teach you well, as a young child. That's why politics normally runs in families because the next generation has got to teach the generation coming that, listen, you better not do this. Don't do this. You need to go to this school. You need to go over here. Don't do this. You need to join this club. You need to do this. Why? Because anything that they do is going to catch back up with them when they run it for president. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all remember uh, Bill Clinton? And something he did in his past caught up with him. Watch this. If you don't deal with what you got at this level, when you get to the next level, it's going to come back to mess with you. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Watch this. Bishop, what you talking about? Let me give, give me some scripture. You ain't said no scripture about that. Understand this. Jezebel and Elijah. How many people you know about the story of Jezebel and Elijah? I'm almost done. Y'all still with me? 
Y'all want me to stop or you want me to keep going? Everybody didn't say keep going, so I won't. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Jezebel and Elijah and kings. Elijah was the prophet of God, man of God. You know, when you're real deep and spiritual, you don't say man of God. You say man of God. Especially if you come from the south in church, you, you say man of God. I said, what is a man? <laughs> People watching, they know. People in Oklahoma and Memphis, y'all know. Man of God. He was a man of God. And Elijah now had, was the only prophet of God that Jezebel didn't kill yet. Jezebel had killed every other prophet of God but him. So you know the famous story. Elijah comes and he says, listen, whoever's God, that's who we're going to serve. I'm going to ask God to come down, and if he comes down, and if he devours all this water, and he devours all that, if he devours all of that, then my God is God. But your God, if he's God, then he'll do it. You know the story in King 17. So what ends up happening is that the Bible says fire falls from heaven. So Elijah, the man of God, has fire come from heaven, and God see, and they see an incredible miracle. But this is what trips me out about Elijah. Elijah has that great victory to the point to where all the prophets of the enemy, his name was Baal, that's the, that's the, the God that they worship, all of those prophets were now dead. And then this is what trips me out. Elijah gets scared because Jezebel says, I'm going to send somebody to get you. You just call fire from heaven. <laughs> you just saw the most incredible thing that's happened on earth. An old girl come up talking about she's going to do something to you and you scared. <laughs> Elijah then, watch this. Elijah, he runs, he goes, and he hides up under a tree. Now, the tree he hid up under was, was synonymous with alcohol. He was drinking. He was trying. The prophet, the man of God, was so scared of this woman that he's hiding under, up under a tree. And you know the story. It goes on. There's an earthquake, and then the Lord speaks to him in a small voice, and there's fire and all that. I understand this. Here's what, here's what I want you to get. Elijah anoints Jehu to be the next leader. Jehu was one of Ahab's sons. Now you say, Bishop, this is way too much. This is begots and begets. This is too much for Sunday morning. Just go read the story in Kings. That's why I'm excited when we can start doing Wednesday night Bible study so I can go deeper. How many people know we need, we need the whole word? You need the whole thing. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. So I'm excited about that. But watch this. So what ends up happening, y'all, is that Elijah anoints Jehu, son of Ahab, to be the next leader. But Elijah never confronted Jezebel himself. Jehu ends up throwing Jezebel out the window. They call that de-infestration. They threw her out the window. When they threw her out the window, she died and horses trampled and dogs licked up her blood and all this happens. But watch this. The woman Jezebel died, but the spirit of Jezebel never died. Are y'all with me? Watch this. Watch this. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. So... 2,000 years pass. Elijah was taken up alive. Elijah, the man, nor the spirit, never died. So Elijah returns. Read your Bibles. It's in there, Matthew. Elijah returns as John the Baptist. But so does Jezebel. 
She returns as Herodias' daughter. Now, Bishop, who's Herodias' daughter? If you read the story, if you read the story, what ends up happening is that Herodias' daughter, remember I preached about I'm in love with a stripper a long time ago? Herodias' daughter was the stripper that came before the king, and she was stripping for the king. And then the king said, baby, whatever you want, I'll give to you. And Herodias' daughter goes to her mama and says, mama, what you want? She says, I want the head of John the Baptist. Because Elijah never dealt with it back then, 2,000 years later, she got him. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. If you don't deal with your stuff on this level, you may get to the next level and think that it's going to be all right. But, baby, I'm here to tell you that that Jezebel will come back and cut your head off. Y'all ain't talking. Y'all want me to end right here? Watch this. What keeps rearing its head in your life? Every time you think that you're moving and you're ready and you're excited and you're fired up about the Lord, what is that thing that always discourages you? Thank you for tuning in to today's life-giving message. Harvest exists to change lives by leading people to totally love God, love people and love life as one church in global locations. And if you have a testimony of how Harvest has changed your life, let us know on our website contact us page. We're able to continue to change lives because of the faithful giving of people just like you. And if you'd like to contribute to Harvest financially, you can do so today online at www.harvestcc.me. Remember to love God, love people and love life. Ah. Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. 